Hello, everyone. Hello. You may notice a more disheveled tone in my voice tonight. Because today, for better or for worse, we are talking about WWE Payback 2020. Good fucking God. My name, unfortunately, is Matty Cunha. Unfortunately, I am joined by Raul as well as his cohort. I've been Sam. drinking since the start of this pay per view. I'm drunk. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Are we. That makes two of us. Ladies and gents, are you in for a show? God. A drunk a... Raul and a drunk Sam is going to be a shit show. What a shit ass like pay per view this was. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, Maddie, what did you think? We haven't gotten your thoughts yet. Um, I thought the show was all right. It was, it was SmackDown the pay per view. That's exactly what it was. It was you know what? You're right. It was like it not was... quite Saudi Arabia, but like definitely not Money in the Bank 2011. Look, I don't even want to say it was SmackDown. Yeah. I want to say it was Raw because it was three hours long. Yeah. Well, it's... have you have you watched SmackDown in the last like yeah. three months? It yeah. Feels it is like insufferable. It yeah. feels like it's three hours yeah. long. It's true. True. Yeah. This one felt like it was longer. This payback felt like it was a lot longer than three hours. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, the reason why we say it was SmackDown the pay-per-view was mostly just because of the booking, which I'm sure we'll get into. And I'm sure we all have a lot to say and we're all in agreement on it. Oh, yeah. Um, God. This is probably going to be the first pay-per-view we review where none of us disagree on anything. This is the, the probably this, the, the booking is the reason I'm drunk. Like <laughs> again, that makes two of us. Vince McMahon got me drunk, oh. not clickbait. Vince, Mc... <laughs> Vince McMahon is the reason I drink. And for context, Sam never gets drunk. I never so. get drunk. This is how much this pay per view disappointed me. Yeah. So well, you guys are in a college dorm, so please do not start. Uh, parading around how drunk you are because it probably would not be a good thing. That's, yeah, you're uh, right. You're right. So y'all want to just hop on into it? Let's let's do it. Uh, let's start with the yeah. pre-show. Uh, the Riot Squad beat the Iconics, and the match the show opens with. Uh, <laughs> look! Look! The, sh- the pre-show was nothing. Okay, it was nothing. You were in the shower for all of it. That's what I mean. My time was better spent <laughs> getting clean. <laughs> <laughs> getting clean just so you get dirty again watching the show for three yeah. hours yeah the show dirtied me up again i need to shampoo again after this bullshit so the mat the show the mat the show the show officially began with apollo cruz defending his united states championship against bobby lashley and this is the only time in the night where things felt like good i was having fun yeah, I felt like we were all having fun. I, I felt like I was playing Doki Doki Literature Club where I just kept getting sucked into a false sense of security. Oh, uh, what happened? Beer spilled. So anyway, yeah, no, this is a false sense of security. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm drinking Very metaphorical for how we feel. <laughs> the first match was good, and then shit hit the fan. That's exactly what yeah, happened. Uh, we, we can probably go into this match a little bit. Um... Apollo Cruz is a great worker. Oh, he's so. And great. I feel really bad that he lost this match. To be one hundred percent honest with you, I mean, yeah, because he has no name notoriety to him. And then you look at Bobby Lashley, and you're like, oh, I, I, I've heard of Bobby Lashley. You know, any yeah. semi regular wrestling fans going to know who Bobby Lashley is, but no one knows who Apollo Cruz is. So he's just going to go tumbling his way back down the card after this, which is unfortunate. But, it really you know. is. I mean, here's the thing: yeah. this match. Apollo Crews is a really good worker, but I feel like Bobby Lashley really is too, and not enough people are really giving him that kind of credit. They're just seeing him as like um, Brock Lesnar light, because like Brock Lesnar was UFC, Bobby Lashley was Bellator, um, Bo- Brock Lesnar came back and murdered everybody, Bobby Lashley came back and had a cross-dressing sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, no. It's about and time. that's entirely fair. Yeah. 
Yeah. And with the Hurt Business, this is about time he got that singles run, to be honest, in my opinion. He already got it. He's, his entire thing has been a singles run. A proper, he, had the, he had the IC title going into WrestleMania two years ago. That's what I'm saying. A proper singles run. Not a okay. lose to Finn Balor every week kind of run. You know what I mean? <laughs> fair. Entirely yeah. fair. Uh, yeah, this match was actually pretty decent. Um, if you're going to watch anything off of this show, I would recommend this. Either this or... Best match of the night. Either this or straight up one other, only one other one, but we'll we'll get to it when we get to it. Or you can watch a guy eating cabbage. Your time will be better spent. Or you can watch two girls, one cup. That you'd you'd be you'd have so much more fun. <laughs> do not do that, please. Yeah, do yeah not no, do that's that. a joke. Do not do that, kids. Do not do that. Uh, so anyway, we have some backstage segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kayla Braxton, whose gimmick is being a fucking idiot, asks Paul Heyman. <laughs> If Roman Reigns will become his client. Um, so Kayla, you you may not have watched WWE programming any time in the last probably seven years, mm-hmm. but typically when Paul Heyman is with someone and is giving them advice on something, typically they're their client, which yep. is typically a good thing. That is, um, especially when you're Paul, uh, uh, Paul Heyman. Yeah, being a Paul Heyman guy pays off. Um, we have probably the most confusing segment of the night with the limitless Keith Lee getting advice from the financially limitless JBL. (laughs) And this segment starts with JBL being like, Hey, I'm a big fan of yours. Want to join a hedge fund? And it's, I, I'm no economist, but I'm not sure what a wrestler would need out of a hedge fund necessarily I, yeah i don't know either that confused the shit out of me that was just the most one of the most one of the most pointless things that ever happened next to the match that happened after it yeah all right i feel like we um, can talk about the next two matches together because they were exactly the fucking you, same yeah so anyway. we should we should probably talk about the first match and then talk about how this how the second match compares let's do okay that. yeah let's do that because uh, there's a lot to go into in this match and then we'll cover it all there uh up next we have Big E versus four-year strong lead singer Sheamus. I say that because he looked like he was about to open up for any shitty ska band coming to your local town. He looks like he'll uh, go down in, in history. It <laughs> <laughs> looks like he was about to sing the Phineas and Ferb intro. <laughs> the, the only good thing about this match is Big E throwing his clothes at Corey Graves. Literally the only good thing about this match, in case Big E throwing his clothes at Corey Graves is my favorite song. It just, it just is. The the sound of clothes thudding against a horrible human being. Oh God, the harmonies that come with that. Mm. Uh, ideas oh. meal. Oh, here's my favorite part. Here's my favorite part. <laughs> oh man, uh, every gets me every time. So, let's go into it like this. WWE has a severe problem with their booking of their matches. And this is a new segment that on the show that I would like to call How Much Heat Can the Heel Get? How Much Heat Can the Heel Get? How Much Heat Can the Heel Get? Until we all get bored. Um, (laughs) Spoiler, not a lot. No, Uh, it really isn't. (laughs) How long was this match? Twelve twenty. It was twelve twenty, according Dude, to Wikipedia. You're for oh, according to Wikipedia. Okay, never mind. I thought you like timed out all these matches bell to bell. But, yeah. Um, yeah, this match was twelve minutes twenty seconds long. Uh, for the first six minutes and ten seconds of it, Sheamus was just beating up Big E. Yeah, and it was just nonstop. You know, a bunch of holds in the middle of the ring. It wasn't exciting. It wasn't even chain wrestling to make me excited. And I love me some good old chain wrestling. If it was up to me, personally, I think it would not be Randy Orton that's the poster child for a technically good wrestler phoning it in every match. It would be Sheamus. It would absolutely be Sheamus. Yeah. Sheamus Um, is so not exciting to watch. The only reason he was exciting to watch for a while is because Cesaro is next to him. I can't think of one Sheamus match that I've generally enjoyed. Legit, his only great work 
was a two out of three falls match with Daniel Bryan and his best of seven series with Cesaro. Like, that's it. Those two things in 10 years. 11 years now. He's been around for 11 years? He debuted in June 2009, fun fact. And he's done so little of note. Like, I'm sure he's a lovely man, but what what the fuck? Yeah. You know, it's it was... It was a big do nothing match. Biggie made his comeback pretty much out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Like he kicked out of a move, and then Sheamus went on the top rope, and Biggie was like, "Oh, it's my turn now," <laughs> and he went on the offense for like twenty seconds, and then got shut down again. And we had to watch another two minutes of Sheamus doing holds in the middle of the ring. Um, the story of this match was Sheamus targeted the leg, and they forgot about it like three minutes before the match ended, and the leg was never mentioned again. Mm-hmm. Um, this is. Any match that you would see on Raw or SmackDown. Uh, in our notes, Sam, you compared it to R Truth versus Curtis Axel. Yep, which is a match that I believe happened at Fastlane 2016. I believe. And the sound of that is exactly what this match was. What the fuck? I. Oh. Yeah. Apparently, Sheamus had a V-trigger? I missed that. Yeah, he had, like, a bicycle knee yeah. at one point, and it was basically a V-trigger, but yeah. it, like, hit the chest. Oh, okay. Yeah. All these wrestlers taking the inspiration from AEW who are right on the tabloids. Hell yeah. Um, Kenny Omega on one Thunderdome episode of SmackDown, and all of a sudden, everyone's doing the V-trigger. Oh, all of a sudden, you know. What are they going to hit him with? What are they going to hit him with next? A super kick? Whoa. Oh, God. Oh God what um, next? Snapdragon? <laughs> Oh no, are they going to slap their thighs? Oh no, um, not the thigh. <laughs> yeah, Big E, he just hit the big ending. Which, mm-hmm. I love Big E, the big ending, not a good finishing move. The, the stretch muffler that he's been doing lately, so much better, it's ridiculous. Yeah, because like, you know, the big ending, it just looks like it hurts his arm more than it hurts the person he's hitting it with. I know. Yeah. It yeah. looks like a Yeah, there's no rotation on it. Yeah, there's, like, no pain. Like, I feel like I could take that and just, like, go out to lunch right afterwards. You know what I mean? (laughs) And just continue on your day. Yeah, exactly. So, to recap with this match, um, Big E got beat up on a bunch. He made his comeback, and he won. The only notable thing about that match was that Big E has the best hips. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, move over, Shakira. Shakira. Biggie's hips don't lie. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to feel it's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, here's our problem with WWE booking. You know how we just told you that this match was good guy gets beat up for a while, makes a comeback, then wins? Up next, we have Matt Riddle versus Baron Corbin. It's the and same behold, match. They book the same match, except this time one of them smokes weed. <laughs> like, and the other one wears a crown. Oh, my God. That's the only difference. Instead the of Ska di- Man versus Hip Man, it's Weed Man versus Crown Man. Like, that's that's what this match is. The, the only difference in this match is that uh, Weed Man got attacked before the bell rung. That was the only difference. Literally the same thing happened this entire match. Baron Corbin beat him up forever. Matt Riddle made a comeback. And then he won. Yep. Yeah. I don't even remember what he won with. I don't even remember this match. I I wrote it down. It was the, um, it was like that twisting swanton. I think he called it the the floating floating bro. bro. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only interesting thing about this match was that Matty ordered a burger halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a really good burger. Look, that's the important Barbecue onion burger with a strawberry shake. Fuck me up. That was the highlight of my night. I might download Uber Eats just to get that burger. I think I spent more time during these during these two matches, the Biggie Sheamus and the Matt Riddle and King Corbin, focusing about how much I did not want to watch these matches than actually watching the matches. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Luckily, I'm pretty yeah. sure uh, we watched this with uh, my partner Michelle in the call with us, and she was just sending me pictures, and I was reacting to those more so than I was actually watching this match. I could have been spending quality time with my significant other instead of watching Weedy Man and King Man go at it. (laughs)
Yeah, but that's that's a problem with WWE producing. That's the problem with WWE booking is that there's no difference between your babyface A and babyface B and heel A and heel B. There's no the only difference is the signature moves you use in the match. Baron Corbin has a deep six. Sheamus apparently has a V trigger. That is the only different, the only real thing that differentiates these matches is what happened within them. When you look at the storytelling of it and later on, hopefully within my career of reviewing wrestling, I'll be able to get into matches with really good storytelling and explain to you what makes a good match and explains to you why I love wrestling. Don't get me wrong. I fucking love wrestling it is my soap opera that's why it is the thing that gets me through the day most of the time however i have to make a conscious decision to sit here and watch biggie versus sheamus and king corbin versus matt riddle who i don't even like matt riddle that much considering everything that came out about him the only good thing about this match was beforehand king corbin apparently on twitter called out matt riddle for being a cheating husband which i thought was pretty funny and he probably deserved it uh and it looked like matt riddle was about to storm off and like go heel in this match then he just stayed babyface and that's another thing with wwe booking by the way while we're at it if i may gentlemen Please go off. Please. I'm all so ears. So WWE has this habit of doing something and then not following up on it. And the thing is, they did this thing five minutes. Five, count them, I can count them on one hand. Five minutes before the match started. And then they never followed up on it. King Corbin was the one to get the heat on um, freaking Matt Riddle before the match even started. If anything, if you were to think about it logically, uh, Matt Riddle should have came out during King Corbin's entrance with the people on the the fucking thing that carries him to the ring. He should have beat all of them up, make King Corbin fall, and then beat the shit out of him, get him in the ring, and get a quick victory for that. That would have been so much more interesting. Also, can we just talk about the fact real quick? Baron Corbin is the worst fucking heel. He does all yeah. the heel shit, and he never wins. The point of a good heel is that they're a piece of shit, but they win, so you have to take them seriously. With Corbin, I never take him seriously because he never fucking wins. I'm so and- drunk. <laughs> <laughs> but go off. That's the thing. Oh my God. You know what I mean? Like, I was thinking during this match, if you look a year back, right? If you go back a year, oh he was beating Roman Reigns at TLC. And he was in a big feud with Roman Reigns, and he kept on winning. So you were like, ah, oh, motherfucker, this guy... Karen Baron Corbin. I can't even say his name right. I'm so Karen Borbin. All right. <laughs> Motherfucking King Karen Borbin <laughs> out here losing matches every week, which I'm glad because I don't want to watch them wrestle. So yeah. if they just book themselves into a shoot and make it so that nobody cares about them, that's fine. I don't like him as a wrestler very much, if I'm being honest with you. I'm Me sorry, either. Baron Corbin. I'm sure you're a nice guy. It's just I don't want to watch King Corbin on my network TV. It's that easy. Book a better heel. Be- do better with the materials that they give you. Nine ninety nine a month is just not worth it to watch King fucking Corbin. It's really not. On yeah. a show that I refuse yeah. to call a pay-per-view. It wasn't. This was, this was, you know, I know we recalled it like a SmackDown pay-per-view. This is like... Target brand Smackville. This was a glor. <laughs> this was a glorified live show. That's what it was. A glorified live show. This was a house show that yeah. bothered to have title changes. Yeah, you know, it's that's what it felt like. I felt like I had another point that I wanted to make about this match, but I can't really remember it. Here's the thing: as the uh, card goes on, I'm sure you're gonna remember what it is. Yeah, and then and then we'll we'll backtrack. I'm not good at having a cohesive thought. Anyways, this show has me so pissed. Me neither. That like, I won't really be able to. These podcasts are so uh, off the cuff as they are. So like, whatever, dude. Fuck it. Yeah. So uh, up. Let me uh, remind everybody: we don't pregame any of this. We're literally filming this ten seconds after the pay per view ended. The pay per view yeah. ended, and we hit record. So. Yeah, pretty so, much. Uh, up next is uh, the MMA danger, Shayna Baszler, 
versus the real life danger, Nia Jax. The, the, these two are a tag team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I have to say it out loud. Like teaming up against Bailey and Sasha Banks. No, no, no. MySpace Bailey and Boss Time. <laughs> yeah, MySpace Bailey and Boss Time. Excuse me. My bad for not reading off the script, Raul. For the women's championship. Guys, just um, re- this made me kind of sad because a year ago, Shayna Baszler was the best NXT women's champion of all time. And here she is now teaming with an actual murderer, Nia Jax. Like, she beat career up... murderer. We should we should elaborate. We are not accusing Maya Jax of first degree murder. I am. You're not. <laughs> we are accusing. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, she... legally, you'll take the fall. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. She um, absolutely first degree murdered Kyrie Sane, and you can't convince me otherwise. Twice. That's twice. actually that's actually fair. <laughs> um, so I would like to go into a backstage segment that happened before this match. Oh, before my... we actually oh, get into God. the match itself. Backstage, we have Shayna Baszler punching the air, getting ready to warm up for the night. Yep. And behind her comes Nia Jax. And Nia Jax turns to Shayna Baszler, and she's like, Hey, I don't like you. You don't like me. And I swear to fucking God, Shayna Baszler responds to her in this fucking voice. She's like, Wow, Nia, you're so observant. Like, it's like she's fucking Lois from Family Guy was, trying to be sarcastic to Peter. I was waiting when, for the piped-in clapping and laughing from a sitcom. When <laughs> did Shayna Baszler become Regina George? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> I need to triple check. I remember who Regina George is. The main uh, plastic from Mean Girls. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. The one who is adamant that fetch will never happen. Like, that's Shayna Baszler tonight. Oh, my God. So Shayna Baszler is like, wow, you're so observant. (laughs) And then Nia Jax is like, and then they start pushing each other. And then they're like, hey, whoa, hey, 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 hey. We're a tag team. Let's forget that we just shoved each other five seconds ago. And let's get fighting. And the segment ends with Shayna Baszler going back to doing her air punches and Nia Jax going like, well, I gotta do something. And I, like, this is her actual real-life monologue and not, like, her kayfabe monologue. She's like, well, I gotta do something. So she just starts, like, jumping in the air, doing, like, random cardio shit until the camera finally turns away from them. And fun fact, Um, that's exactly how the match went. More or less. um, This match was okay. The finish was... Um, the finish saved this match, kind of. The finish was the only thing I'll remember from this match. Probably for better. Hey, hey, hey all you guys, did you know it's boss time? <laughs> that's in the notes, and that's really funny to me. Right, thanks. <laughs> it's thanks, boss Michael time! Tom. Yeah. Yeah, the match opens up with um, boss time and the MMA danger... Uh, just doing wrestling, which is great. I love wrestling. They're both great wrestlers. I enjoyed yeah. watching it. I watch wrestling for wrestling. Personally. Yes, yeah. uh, imagine. It's, I know, right? I, I love watching wrestling to be both sport and entertained. And then Shayna Baszler makes the grave mistake of tagging in Nia Jax, which, if my life depended on it, I would not do. And she immediately just starts getting beat up by the best friends. Not uh, I can't wait. I can't call them the. Best oh yeah, friends. no, That's not not Chuck Taylor and Trent. They didn't just show up and start beating up Nia Jax. <laughs> oh, that would have been way better than the entire paper. That would have been. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the best friends showing up during this match and just getting in a corner and the ref rings the bell? <laughs> I, that would have made this match so much better. Uh, this would have been instant um, eight stars. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. Suck it, Tokyo Dome. Um, <laughs> yeah, Nia Jax gets immediately beat up a bunch by Bailey and Sasha, which, going back to the booking thing, uh, they always booked Nia Jax as an undefeatable monster. 
And she used to beat up Sasha Banks literally all the time. And then they just get beat up. She just gets beat up. Like, you're not consistent, WWE. I know she's further... Just because she's further down on the card means that she's more vulnerable to attacks? Excuse me? Uh, no. That's... No. No, Vinny Your pay Mac. grade does not determine... The, your pay grade does not determine how, like, how much stamina you have as a wrestler. Yeah. What the um... Fuck? Excuse me, by the way. I just burped. You're excused, I guess. Thanks. Um. <laughs> so anyway, um, all I ha- I don't really have much written in the notes because not much really happened. All I have yeah. I have um two time um two back to back notes. Actual danger, which is how I referred to Nia Jackson. This notes is an actual danger. Who would have thunk it? And actual danger is a vacuum of entertainment. I have no fun watching yeah. Nia Jax in the ring. I just don't. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really either. I, I don't either. Like, I mean, the key difference, at least like someone like Sheamus or King Corbin, they're at least safe workers. Like when you're when they're in the ring, you can tell they take care of people. They're not reckless. They're just Nia Jax is boring to watch and reckless. Literally the polar opposite to Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. There's this clip I watched of Shayna Baszler twisting sasha banks arm a certain way that way she wouldn't hyper extend it when she went to go roll to the ropes mm-hmm. she has the wherewithal to see in the middle of like an arm bar wait her arms turn the wrong way let me turn her arm first and then roll her over to the ropes meanwhile nia Jax decides to do a uh what do you call it a turnbuckle power bomb to a girl a third her size without really sizing it up right Mm-hmm. I I don't you do understand. do a buckle man. bomb into the top turnbuckle, not head first into the bottom one. You fucking moron. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, over no, it. Yeah, I'm not over no, it. I mean, you're right. I'm not over it. Literally, literally every time Nia Jax did an offensive move during this match, I winced. I was so scared. This is the first time I've watched Nia Jax in months because I don't watch Raw regularly. This is the first time I watched Nia Jax wrestle in months. And when she did that spot with Sasha Banks, where she just started throwing her between the two uh, oh sides of the barricade. Oh my god! I thought she, I thought she was going to give Sasha Banks like several major concussions. I would never see her on TV again. As someone um, who like recently recovered from a concussion, that scared the shit out of me particularly. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't um, even wrestle. I I was trying to get fertilizer at work. Like, <laughs> I don't put my body on the line at work. You know what I mean? Like, oh, God. Anyway. Um, I mean, it's you. The only notable thing of this match. uh, Go ahead, Ro. What was that? I was just saying. I mean, it's Sam. He's a walking hazard in general. (laughs) What's popping? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. When we say actual danger in the notes, we're actually referring to Sam. Yeah. Um, I'm the actual danger, but only to myself. Okay. Well, that's almost worse. And and me. (laughs) He's a danger to me, too. Only because you have to hear the dumb shit. Anyway, 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 anyway. 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 Yeah, towards the end of the match, um, the MMA danger and the actual danger actually had some good tag team stuff going on. And it, uh, the match ends with um, Shayna kicking out of a bunch of tandem offense from the uh, the role model best friends. And then she gets up and she kicks the shit out of Sasha Banks. She gets Bailey in the Karafuda clutch. And then she turns to Sasha Banks and she's like, no, I'm not finished with you either. And she gets her into a kind of like a heel hook kind of thing. Actually, reverse it. I think she got Sasha Banks first, then she got Bailey. Yeah. And then she was like, no, this isn't effective enough. I'm going to take Sasha Banks' arm and use it to choke out Bailey. And Bailey taps. Shayna Baszler is the fucking best. And I will not hear any differing opinions at this moment that was probably the coolest submission move i've seen in years without a doubt and if i may take the victory lap that happened after this it was essentially Shayna baszler holding up her title and nia Jax saying i'm a champion we <laughs> <laughs> literally she acted like her dad was like an NFL quarterback and he won the Super Bowl. She pretty much acted how Kofi's son acted at Mania 35. For real. 
She's like, yeah, I actually did something in this match. No, I didn't, but I'm going to pretend like I did. I'm and, a champion. Okay, first of all. My I'm career is not dead. Woo! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For real. All right, let, let's be clear. Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax did not win this bat, this match. Shayna Baszler won this match. By her Shayna Baszler is the Shayna women's Baz- tag team champion. The tag team yeah. champions are Shayna Baszler and Shayna Baszler. She is both yes. tag team champions, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Anyway. I hope this turns into um, Team Hell No, where her and Shayna just keep going back and forth, and they're like, I'm the tag team champion. No, I'm, I'm the tag, the tag team champion. champion. And then Shayna Baszler just beats the shit out of her. Please. I would be down yeah, for that. Yeah, cool, cool finish. Uh, shitty wrestler in the match, but don't let that deter you. It was actually a pretty decent match. We just like shit-talking. Shayna yeah, it's Baszler. it's honestly like... Not Shayna Baszler. Nia Jax. Shayna Baszler's great. Yeah, Shayna Fuck Nia Jax. Awesome. Nia Jax can all of the dicks anyway this is like a slightly above average i'd say if only for that finish so then after this we hop straight into keith lee versus randy orton yeah i do not Um, recognize keith lee i'm gonna go flat on i do not recognize Keith. he's the limitless keith lee that i saw last week at nxt takeover 30 he's a limitless man that is now limited to a shirt (laughs) <laughs> nothing limits him except his t-shirt yeah um this match was very good this was. It, it was short it did what it needed to do there was a lot of aggressive offense randy orton did a lot of favors for keith lee here uh he took orton uh, orton took his patented um shoulder fall away or a uh, back fall away slam onto the announce table Keith Lee hit him with that, and it was gnarly. It was. Uh, the match started with Randy Orton chopping the shit out of Keith Lee, and Keith Lee just like kept on like hulking up every time, and he just did his big two-hand chop on the Orton. It looked like it killed him. And Orton hit some meaty chops. Like Those are some Walter-level chops he hit on the Keith Lee, and Keith Lee just ate it, and it was great. Yeah, this match only went 640, so not a lot happened. Uh, pretty much all the signature moves were hit. Mm-hmm. Um, Orton hit uh, Lee with the draping DDT. Uh, Lee kicked out. Uh, Orton get got Lee up. He went for the RKO. Lee pushed him out of it, picked him up, and pinned him with the fucking spirit bomb for the win. It's about- this was a finish I was not expecting, if I'm being honest with you boys. Me neither. Yeah, it's about time Keith Lee pinned someone with the spirit bomb because I think Honestly, I think I love the Spirit Bomb more than I love the Batista Bomb, more than I love the Jackknife, more than I love... Name a Power Bomb, I love the Spirit Bomb more than it. Uh, any move that resembles the Last Ride is a good Power Bomb to me. To Amen. Kota Ibushi's... Um, uh, what is that thing called? Golda, Kota Ibushi's Power Bomb is like the closest. But even then, yeah. Spirit Bomb. Because of that bounce. Yeah. Anyway, after this was a Paul Heyman segment, and the only thing I have written for it is Paul Heyman is the best I want to have his kids. Kayla Braxton, who, again, her gimmick is being the dumbest person alive. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Um, she's the worst interviewer ever. How did she? Oh, my God. I feel so bad for her. Um, this uh, Earlier on in the show, what was this girl's name? Um, Elise? Oh, she was Elise. a much better interviewer. Well, she was way better. They gave her, like, actual questions. I know. I was like, are you... They let them ask good questions now? Oh, they Excuse let their me? interviewers be smart people? What the fuck? Yeah. And it was basically another segment of, Paul, 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 is it safe to assume that Roman signed the contract? And Paul was like, get the fuck out of my face. And then he just walked away. Yeah, pretty much. We are now at the penultimate match, which was... King Flips and his giant son versus Walmart Jesus and his angry girlfriend, aka not Becky Lynch Murphy. Yeah, yeah, yeah Murphy, not uh, not Becky yeah. Lynch, his other girlfriend, Buddy Murphy. So last week we reported a podcast that will probably never come out about the SummerSlam. <laughs> I sound like a boomer. Uh, we recorded a podcast about the SummerSlam. <laughs> um, At least you didn't call it SummerFest. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, the, what was that show last week? The uh, the Summerfest. The Summerfest. Um, yeah, um, I fucking hated the Dominic Mysterio Seth Rollins match last week. It was booked real bad. 
I understand that Mysterio didn't interfere in the match because he didn't want to like hurt his son's integrity and all that stuff. I respect it. However, you can't just stand there in pain with your son getting brutalized and just stand there. Um, you should have just stayed in the back if you didn't want to interfere. Mm-hmm. Um, this week, however, we get a pretty decent tag team match between uh, Dominic and Ray versus uh, the Monday Night Messiahs uh, with uh, Rollins and Murphy and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they got a good swerve right at the beginning where Mysterio's like Ray Mysterio is like, yeah, I got this. I got this. I got this. And Dominic's like, okay, you can start the match dad. I believe in you. And then books it past Ray. and just starts beating the shit out of everybody, which was was great. And is what he should have done last week. Instead of trying to do springboard hip tosses in a street fight, he was more aggressive than this match than he was in a street fight. And I guess that's my, that's my quorum with the match. But, um, Sam, do you remember the majority of this match? Because you really enjoyed it. Um, I did really enjoy it. I honestly thought that this was the best match of the night, if only because it was given a proper amount of time to tell a story, develop, unfold, hit the story beats it needed to. This wasn't amazing. This wasn't like match of the year quality, but this was a very good, high-octane, fast-paced, well-worked, almost hyper-move tag team match. It was kind of crazy. Um, Without a doubt. Um, I think what was revealed from this match is that um, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio could probably fight every week, and I'd be okay with it. I feel that. I feel that. Because I'm going to be honest. um, This was a good match, but after having to live through the living dumpster fire that was the first entire part of the pay-per-view. No, it's not a pay-per-view. It was a glorified SmackDown. So after having to live through the dumpster fire that was the first half of the glorified house show, I was just so not interested in watching this pay-per-view that I was more interested in buying t-shirts. This wasn't a pay-per-view. This Sam was Smack- is now forcibly taking the mic away from our old. <laughs> this wasn't a pay-per-view. This was Smackville on Xanax. Like, that's all this was. So, Jesus Christ. Uh, this was the only match where the action really excited me, I'd say. Um, Dominic looked really good, or as I kept referring to him in the notes, um, Giant Sun. Yeah, no, Giant Sun <laughs> looked really good. He got Have you seen my son? Have you seen my Giant Sun? He's like this tall. He, he does flips. Have you seen my Giant Sun? <laughs> Have you seen him? He's fucking massive, and he does springboard hip tosses. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, excuse me. God, we're <laughs> fucking drunk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drunk. So, I am too. So, um, oh, this no. is what this is what this non-pay-per-view did to us. Yeah, this was like your modern-style tag match where people would like bounce in the ring and interfere, and the referee wouldn't do much. You know what I mean? Where I was like a lot of the outside person interfering, and then the other outside person fighting with them as the two legal men are fighting in the ring. Somehow, Rey Mysterio is in his prime right now, and he's, like, in his late 40s. I don't understand that. I don't know how this man doesn't age. There's a reason why Rey means king in Spanish. Yeah, problem. Um, unproblematic men never age. Paul Rudd is example. Rey Mysterio is example. Jennifer Aniston is an example. I know she's not a man, but it still works. There's a reason Matthew Perry looks like shit today. (laughs) So anyway, um, pretty much the finish of the match was um, Seth Rollins getting taken out on the outside. Buddy Murphy. Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Murphy. Buddy Murphy getting hit with a 619 in the ring. And then Dominic Mysterio hitting the frog splash on Buddy Murphy, and getting the pin. Dominic Mysterio got the pin in this match. He didn't pin Rollins. That yeah. would have made me a very horny boy. But Buddy, uh, he did get to pin Buddy Murphy, so that was cool. It was cool that they let him get the victory yeah. in this match. That was cool. We should mention um, the potential breakup that is happening between Rollins and Buddy as well because yeah. um, the whole 619 sequence started with um, – Buddy putting his foot up in the corner for Seth to throw um, Dominic into, and then Seth just went face first into the boot because Dominic uh, reversed it. 
And then at the end of the match, it was just Seth Rollins giving a death stare to Buddy Murphy. So hopefully uh, Seth Rollins just does an insane heel solo run instead of keep on keep on going with this Monday Night Messiah bullshit. Or, um, or, or they can do Seth Rollins versus Buddy Murphy, and Seth Rollins can go on paternity leave. Paternity leave. Paternity leave. Paternity leave. I mean, he did. He did call Tamina. Who? How did he say Tamina earlier? Oh, Tamina. Tamina. Stamina without the S. This whole show was just stamina without the S. Yeah. Hey, Raul, so who's your favorite female wrestler? Alexa Bliss. Is it Tamina? It's Tamina. <laughs> Alexa Bliss or AJ Lee? It's Tamina. Don't listen to it's him. Tamina. He lies. Yeah, no. it's Tamina. Yeah, he's drunk. Tamina. He doesn't know what he's talking about. It's Tamina. She has all the stamina. Tamina with the stamina. What do you mean? <laughs> Tamina has the stamina like Ryback had to pay back the back pay for payback. <laughs> Good fucking god. So after this match was an ad for shirts, and then um, they got right into the main event, which... Well, no, on, actually, on, on. there is something I need to talk about before we get into the main event as yeah, well. Say, they I can't even things. get the fucking date right for Night of Champions. Oh my god, All is right. it the 20th or the 27th? In the promo they had for Night of Champions, they said it was the 20th, and then when Cole and Corey Graves were talking about it, they said it was the 27th. So I have no idea when this pay-per-view is. And if I was a paying customer, I'd be a little upset. Uh, yeah. I'd be like a tiny bit upset. Like if I had to go and buy the next pay-per-view and you don't even tell me when it is so I know how long I have to save that $60, I'd be really upset about that. Here's Fuck you, Kevin Dunn. Here's the thing. I am a paying customer. I pay for the network monthly. And the fact that I don't know when this pay-per-view is makes me, the buying customer, very, very sad. See, AEW at least tells yeah. us that All Out is going to be September 5th. Yeah. I had to look at my calendar. Jinx. Yeah. You owe me a Coke. No, no, no. You owe me a Coke. No, you owe me a Coke. Anyway. I'm going to suck your dick roll. <laughs> well, if you do it, better be better than last night. It was very sloppy last I'm night. I'm sorry. Whoa! Whoa! All right. Why don't you guys just put your beds together already? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Make it official, please. <laughs> you say that we don't sleep in the same bed. Ha <laughs> You fucking thought. Anyway. 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 So the main event. <laughs> no, 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 no. What the fuck? No. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of editing I have to do for this fucking podcast <laughs> because <laughs> your drunk asses can't keep it together. <laughs> don't edit it. Don't edit it. Just keep leave it. it. Just leave it. Just leave it. one raw take. <laughs> Please, this is amazing. This is so much more entertaining than this fucking pay-per-view. That SmackDown on Xanax. I'm sorry. What am I talking about? Anyway, so. Bro, anyway. once you're done having a panic attack of laughing, you want to get into your points finally. All right, so. Anyway, um, there were there were two things that, that I noticed about the end of this, um, you know, match right here um i'm gonna start with the first one because i can't remember the second one but there was definitely two <laughs> <laughs> so you're just hoping it comes to you while you're making yes point. so the first one uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna have to make an editor's note like before we start talking about this match where it's like hey guys maddie here um Roll and Sam got really drunk because of how depressed they were from this pay-per-view. You're going to hear a lot of nonsense and a lot of rambling. I apologize. Please continue listening to this podcast. It is a great time. I'm sorry. This was not how I planned this to go. You should have waited until tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, so I still haven't remembered the second one. But uh, the first one was... If if you keep up with Raw or SmackDown or watch Raw and SmackDown, which if you do, I'm sorry, but if you keep up or watch SmackDown or Raw, you would have noticed that Rollins and Murphy versus Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio already happened, and it ended with um, Retribution just getting involved and being the shedder of the Mysterios mid-match, which is why they had a rematch tonight. But um, as Renee Young graciously posted, 
Retribution was nowhere to be fucking found tonight. They just mm-hmm. fucking disappeared as if they were not just here less than six days ago beating the shit out of the Mysterios. So apparently, it, let's go into kayfabe here, right? Apparently, Retribution wants to make a big name for themselves, right? And to start wreaking havoc. However, they look at SummerSlam and they look at Payback and they're like, no, 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 no. We won't do it at one of the four major shows or the show that happens a week after that. No, 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 no. We must wait for our moments. We will do it during a random tag team match on Monday Night Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get them, boys. Get them. Retribution or Nexus on Xanax. Not even on Xanax. They're like like Adderall. <laughs> no, they're, Retribution is Nexus on my antidepressants. Yeah. Like antidepressants laced with laxatives. Yeah, that's there's a piece of shit that makes you want to do nothing, you know. Yeah. So. Roll. Did you remember your second point? No, I I can't for the life of me remember what my second point was. You'll remember it. So the main event starts, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, finally, we get to the main event of the night, and it is advertised as the Abominable Strowman versus the Bog Dog versus as um. I'm I'm proud of this, even if the rest of y'all aren't. Uh, John Wyatt Gacy. I think that is fucking brilliant. That is so bad. I live that with is this so man. bad. I live. You with cannot. Him. You cannot compare Bray Wyatt to a clown serial killer. Here's the thing. That it's is bad, but like, give me props for thinking of that pun. Like, I mean. Bray Wyatt's character has ruined several WWE storylines and Seth Rollins' babyface career. So yeah, yeah, so, fair enough. Yeah, no, uh, John Wayne Gacy and Bray Wyatt are on the same plane. Uh, yeah. No, they're not. Um, no, there's a, the, uh, for legal reasons, that is a fucking joke. <laughs> no, they are not. <laughs> so for legal reasons, you won't compare John Wayne Gacy to Bray Wyatt, right. but you will allege Nia Jax a first degree murder because she fucking did. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway so anyway 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 so the fiend is so the match uh all right so the match is kind of getting underway right the fiend makes his entrance and may i first by the way the champion made his entrance first yeah the champion made his entrance first which is not how entrances work so as bray wyatt enters the ring Braun Strowman attacks, right? So it's just Braun and Bray. The bell rings. In this triple threat, no holds barred In this triple match. threat match, the bell starts and Roman hasn't entered yet. And it takes the announcers a solid three minutes to be like, oh, by the way, where's the big dog? I want my money back. I I paid I paid eleven ninety nine a month to see Roman Reigns, and he was only here for five minutes. What? I want my refund. I want my refund. It's nine ninety nine and a minute and a half. Try that. Jesus fucking Christ. Anyway, I want my refund. I want my refund. <laughs> I want my goddamn refund. Call me Karen, cause I want my fucking refund. I want to talk to your manager. So, so um. The booking of the John Wyatt Gacy and Brown Snowman feud has been fucking abysmal since, like, at mm-hmm. least May. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Since, like, Money in the Bank. So, since it started? Since it started. This whole feud has been ass trash. So, um, at, um, early on, John Wyatt Gacy brings out that comical mallet that he didn't get DQ'd for in Hell in a Cell. But somehow Seth Rollins got DQ for a smaller one. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. No, you're, we're not over it. All right. If over he's going to introduce this mallet, we have to go back over it. Bray Wyatt tried to impale Seth Rollins with a giant mallet. Impale. In in impale, as in rip out his fucking intestines. Impale with a giant mallet. Impale. But however, this referee sees a man who does not feel pain. And he sees this man who's not selling anything. And then Seth Rollins hits him with a smaller mallet. And the rest like, we can't have that. We're going to disqualify a man in a no disqualification match. Way to tell mankind. In hell in a cell. Way to tell mankind to go fuck himself. 
exactly like what if what if what if right they declared it a no contest after mankind got thrown off the cell i know what if they declared it a no contest after mankind fell through hell in a cell mick foley straight up shoot legit in real life almost died in that match and kept going what the fuck? Yeah. Why is a referee throwing out a, a Hell in a Cell match over a sledgehammer like a massive Karen? Yeah, anyways, we're like five minutes into the match, and they're using this giant mallet, and they're trying to kill each other, and there's no disqualification, and Roman Reigns still hasn't showed up. He hasn't showed up yet. Even though he was like the only one on the poster for this pay-per-view. And um, it's worth noting, only for the fact that it happened, Alexa Bliss was shown watching the match throughout as it was happening. With her, like, Harley yeah. Quinn pigtails. Um, I completely yeah. missed it. Yeah, um, it was easy to miss. So anyway. Yeah, it happened for, like, five seconds. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, we're about nine minutes, 45 seconds in, I want to say. And they do the Brock Lesnar Big Show spot where the ring breaks after a superplex. Uh, which Literally, is- I watched them go up for the superplex, and I was like, oh, the ring's going to break. And then the ring broke. Two weeks in a row. I've had amazing calls with Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman matches because of how fucking predictable they are. Well, you are the Roman Reigns Nostradamus. I swear to Jesus. Yeah. So, so look, I, I know I know my Roman Reigns matches, all right? What can I say? Well, I've watched way too much wrestling. Fucking clearly you do, because after the ring broke, Roman Reigns finally showed up. Yeah, so 10 minutes yeah. after the match, the big dog decided to show up. The bog dog. The big dog. The bog dog finally <laughs> makes it a triple threat match 10 minutes into this triple threat match. And um, uh, he signs the a contract on the way to the ring. All right. Uh, so let's, can let's I go me- to kayfabe. Can I measure real quick, too, that the contract was supposed to make him a Paul Heyman guy? Like, he signed a contract saying, I am Paul Heyman's claimant, client. But it, the contract said pay no, back like, on the So top. here's the thing. Like, that actually had Ready? fucking no, relevance. The, the, contract, the contract was for this match, right? The contract wasn't to say that he's a Paul Heyman guy. The contract was given to him by Vince McMahon, and he was told to sign it to confirm the match because contract signings are so 2020 or, like, I don't know, like uh, July 2020. They decided that they don't want to do him anymore. So what they do instead is they go individually to everybody, and they give him the contract, and they're like, hey, Vince wants you to sign this thing, and they're like, okay, I'll sign it, and then they go all about their day. However... Roman takes the contract and he's like, no, 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 I got to look over this first. And then later on in the night, the guy comes back and he's like, hey, did you sign the contract? And he's like, ah, fix these couple of things and I'll sign in. And then they reveal Paul Heyman, et cetera, et cetera. Roman Reigns is a Paul Heyman guy. So, in, so let's look at the legalities of this match, right? So they have to sign the contract for the match. They go in there and Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman are fighting for about 9 minutes and 45 seconds. 10 minutes into the match, Roman Reigns signs the contract. Could you imagine, right, in UFC, if, like, St. Pierre and, like, some other schmuck, because I don't know UFC very well, went into a match, and then, like, in the se- in, like, in between the second and third round, they're like, hey, can you guys sign this contract real quick? Nothing that happens leading up to this match was official. This was an unsanctioned match. So let's say that Roman Reigns in kayfabe, right, decided, hey, I'm going to wait until, like, I don't know, the ring breaks or something, and then I'll come out and I'll win. What if that didn't happen, and Bray Wyatt and or Braun Strowman pinned the other, and they won the Universal Championship? That match wouldn't have been official. And then Bra- and then Roman Reigns wouldn't have even had a chance at the Universal title. Because he didn't sign the contract and the match was never official. And no referee and no legal committee is going to allow that match to happen. So you're telling me that in kayfabe, in WWE business terms, you can just sign the contract halfway through the match to make it official? And no lawyers saw this contract either, might I add. Literally, Paul Heyman was holding it the whole time during the match. No lawyer got to come out and verify the signatures and sign, do all the backstage lawman lawyer stuff to confirm the match. These guys literally went out there and had a match that was unsanctioned. Sam just wrote in the notes, zero stars, fuck me in the pussy. I agree. <laughs> this booking was fucking stupid. I agree. Fuck me in the pussy, too. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, like, imagine a boxing match. 
where there's two competitors in the ring. Imagine Mike Tyson versus Floyd versus like Floyd Money Mayweather. And then Conor right. McGregor. No, hold on, hold on. But like, just, 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 just imagine. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Mike Tyson versus Floyd Mayweather. Right. And the announcer guy is just like, let's get ready to rumble. Wait, Conor McGregor has signed the contract? Oh, shit. Oh, this shit. Floyd Mayweather's knocked match. out. Oh, here comes Conor McGregor. For the first time in history. <laughs> here comes Conor McGregor. In history, this is a triple third boxing match. Where's the third man? <laughs> I fucking hated this match so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, this yeah. match wasn't good. This Roman was... Reigns came in and he hit Braun Strowman with a chair about 10 times. Bray Wyatt got him in the mandible claw. Roman Reigns kicked him in the nuts. Roman Reigns speared Braun Strowman and he won the Universal title. In one hand, it is the title that Roman never lost. So, I mean, good for him, I it guess. It is. On the other hand, fuck this entire match in the fuck hole. You also got to remember now, this is now going to become the title that The Fiend never lost. Oh, they worked themselves into a shoot. No, they didn't work themselves into a shoot. They're just booking themselves in circles again. I'm still drinking. <laughs> I tried to stop drinking, but the more we talk about this, the more I want to fucking drink. I don't, drink. I don't have booze. I have to be sober talking to you two drunk idiots <laughs> about this pay-per-view. <laughs> this is horrible. You're welcome. Imagine how you feel. Multiply it by 10 for me. I have to remember this in the morning. <laughs> I have to edit this tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry in advance for this, <laughs> by the way. I, I, I'm going to apologize, too. Yeah, yeah. From the both okay, of us. Thanks. From I us appreciate you. it. Fuck the both of us. And I'm so sorry. I'll probably be laughing tomorrow. I'm at least a little more sober than I was 10 minutes ago. I'm not. Because <laughs> you're still <laughs> drinking. I've been drinking water. Oh, my God. You see, you're smart. I'm drunk. I'm not smart. I've had two beers, a glass of wine, <laughs> and a steel. You're smart. I'm drunk. I've had more to drink than you have. The best thing that happened in talking about this match was um, uh, you're smart and I'm drunk. That's the only yeah. interesting thing. You know what was the best thing about this pay-per-view? The trademark logo at the end. I was going to say the best yeah. part. My favorite another part thing. Another thing while I'm at it. So Roman Reigns' new catchphrase is wreck everyone and leave. I don't. He, he certainly left, but I didn't see a lot of wrecking happening. No, no. The Fiend and Strowman did the wrecking. Oh, I guess I. I guess it doesn't necessarily imply that Roman Reigns will be the one doing the wreck everything part. No, 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 no. It does. It does. Because you know what he said on Friday on SmackDown? I'm going to wreck everyone and leave. And then you know what he did? He left. After everybody was wrecked. But he didn't do the wrecking. He let and, everybody else do it. And he left with the title yeah, you know, bluer than my fucking hair right now. And he is the Blue Universal Champion. You know what this has the energy of? <laughs> You know what this has the energy of? Nia Jax going, I'm the champion! Wee! Yeah, my this match also has the energy of my dad going to get cigarettes and then coming back 10 years later and the broken ring and Braun Strowman and Bray Wyatt laying down on the ground would be my mental state. This is basically what this match was. This match was an abandoned, was a dad that abandoned his kids. Yeah. And then came back and tried to act like nothing happened. What do you mean I was gone for 10 years? It was only a few. Hey, buddy. Hey, how's high school doing, buddy? Oh, you have a full-time job and you have a wife and kids already? Ah, man. Isn't that nice? Listen, let's not look at it like your mother did all the work. Let's look at it as in I came back. Look, I cummed inside (laughs) your mother and this is how you repay me? This, this match was the equivalent of going to the convenience store and buying cigarettes, but instead of getting cigarettes, you get poison ivy. <laughs> like, this, this was the last thing we saw tonight. This bump, this turned, this main event turned this card from a basic who cares card to a, what the fuck? Honestly, the best part of this pay-per-view for me was getting an MVP shirt. And not even a modern MVP shirt. It was a 2005 MVP shirt because vintage. Hey, that burger I got was really good, too. That, that, was, that was my highlight of the pay-per-view. Tommaso Ciampa shirt. I mean, come on. Tommaso Ciampa's the real star. The sheer amount of alcohol I ingested was better than this entire <laughs> pay-per-view. That was the highlight right. of this um, entire show. 
Final ratings of the show, boys, so we can wrap it up and you guys can drink some fucking water and go to bed. Hell in a Cell um, 2019 this out was of a, five. This was a fuck me out of ten. A fuck me out of ten. A fuck me out of ten. Um, oh, why the fuck did I spend my time on this out of ten? For the for for them uh for them views. Can you get a quick <laughs> yourself right now? Hey, for them views. I would uh. This is a uh, Night of Champions 2018 out of five. I don't even remember that show. Nothing happened. Yeah, exactly. It was the first WWE show I ever went to. Nothing happened. Now, you know what this was? Backlash 2018 out of five. The one where yeah. Reigns versus Joe main evented over Styles and Nakamura. And that match ended with them kicking each other in the penis. They had a low blow confrontation, as Paige called it. Yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways, this show fucking sucked. Yeah. This thanks is for a, watching, guys, or thanks for listening. I should say. Yeah. yeah I'm no, glad. This a... I hope y'all had more fun listening to my drunk bullshit than you had watching Payback 2020. Because to be honest, yeah. I had more fun ingesting alcohol than I did watching Payback 2020, and I don't drink. So yeah. that should tell you something. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, I've been sober, Maddie. We're fucking drunk. <laughs> yeah. And this has been the Big Beef Review for Payback Payback 2020. I'm so mad I can't even say the name right. Thank you for listening to Thank you all for listening. Thank you for beefing. Bye. Keep on beefing, y'all.